Spotify podcast with Tech and Prem. Fed Alumni Podcast. I'm Tech. He's Prem. Music producers talking Philly sports. And we have it. Sunday, 1 o'clock. The Eagles square off with the Tampa Bay Bucks in Tampa, of course. Now they're getting Fournette, Shaq Barrett, JPP all back for this game. So they'll be as healthy as they can be. I know Levante David's questionable. He may play. Uh, They have the GOAT quarterback, a great head coach. Is there a chance? I mean, yes, but it'll be a tall task. Well, let me let me go into Tampa and beat this team. Let me just say this, Tech. First off, great historically speaking, Eagles, Buccaneers, a lot of playoff history during the Donovan years. If you remember correctly. I believe the Bucks was Donovan's first playoff game. It was a loss, I believe. And Jalen Hurts will be his first that playoff game also against Tampa. That is ironic. And now, most likely a loss. We Well, right. Well, we know that our, our history with Donovan wasn't that great against Tampa Bay. Um, so that's one thing I like about the matchup. Another thing I like about the matchup is that we are essentially Tom Brady's last postseason loss. True. So let's be his next postseason. <laughs> oh, yeah, joking well. aside, like you said, I don't think they. I'm not going to predict the Eagles to win this game. That would be seeing it more like a fan and less like an objective sports radio host. Absolutely. However, however, in a game like this where you have a lot of key players coming back for the Buccaneers that have been on the sideline for weeks or months at a time, key players coming back and going right to playoff speed is something I wonder. And yeah. I wonder how possible that is at key positions like Levante David and Shaq Barrett have mm-hmm. against the top rushing attack in the NFL. <sighs> so you're going full speed. We're going full speed. Essentially, it's been the playoffs for the Birds for what? At least five or six weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, been like, like the playoffs. Every game. They right? can't lose. They know they can't lose if they wanted to get in. And they made it happen, albeit against subpar competition. Absolutely. But still, still, that's the one thing I say is a puncher's chance in the playoffs that the Eagles have this Sunday. A puncher's chance is the perfect term. I'm excited, but my enthusiasm is completely curbed because I'm not very... You're like Larry over here. Absolutely. I am not confident (laughs) at all in this team. I I just Well, let me ask you, when was the last time in Eagles history that you were confident? Well, this is very true. I was... (laughs) It's been a long time. It's a story I've told many times. (laughs) But when we were playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl, I was still living in L.A. I booked a flight back here for the game to watch with my parents. Yeah, yeah. You did the right thing. And I booked my return ticket the day after the game, assuming that it was going to be a loss, there would be no parade. Well, the reason that there was a parade is because you booked yeah, absolutely. Because if you were, you know, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl if you were staying for the parade. Right. If there was a flight I could book today <laughs> that could guarantee the same results, I would do it. I'm telling well, you, I would do it. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, in that in that alternative universe, it's Eagles <laughs> versus Bengals in the Super Bowl, <laughs> which would be tremendous. Because we fifty-one fifty to birds. Yeah, our, our great story of Eagles versus Colts is now not not going to happen. Hey, and let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> How crazy is it, Carson Wentz? Wentz he helps us. He goes to an 11 and 5 playoff team. Yep. Finishes 9 and 8 losing the last two games in 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 just terrible fashion. He lost to Jacksonville. You know Jacksonville. what the Col- the Colts apparently haven't beat the Jaguars? How is that in, possible? In, in, in Jacksonville, like in a number of years. Wow. That's something I saw earlier in the week and I thought to myself, I thought to myself, nah, no way. 
No way. No way. That can't be true. They're not going to lose with winning in against Jacksonville. Yeah, there's no way. And and Trevor and he Lawrence loses and has a terrible game. Trevor Turnovers. Lawrence had a, had a bigger, a better game than Carson Wentz. That is absurd. I I, I immediately. When I heard Wentz, I was very happy, but I was also baffled. Very how, baffled. How, how could this happen? Hey, the Eagles win that trade by oh, far. Oh, yeah. And now all that Carson money is off the books. Yes. They're going in with a superb cap situation in the offseason. Yep. Three first-round picks. A quarterback that's going to be going into technically his second year as a starter that has ton of room for improvement, but still accounted for as many yards as you would like probably see money, most first-year starters account for. Right. And scoring-wise, and key moments in the fourth quarter, leading your team back. He's got moxie. He's got leadership skills. He's not uh, Kyler Murray right. or Lamar Jackson so far, but for people to just completely discount where Jalen Hurts could go, in my opinion, it's just more like a hating attitude. It's short-sighted. Than a real, a short-sighted yeah. It's more than like an objective football attitude with it. And that's really unfortunate because this kid is developing every week. And, you know, in the beginning of the season, first four or five weeks, I was objective in saying, you know, the kid isn't making yeah. the throws. Yeah. He's not accurate. Well, he's quite accurate right now, he's, and he is yeah, making the throws. Some of these throws, like to Devontae, where Devontae is a superb receiver, so oh, yeah. he's going to make those catches, but some of these throws have been absolutely perfect throws. Perfect throws. Including the ones that are dropped hitting receivers in the chest, like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Uh, that, listen, uh, we'll it get couldn't to that. Have been th- me or you could have caught that ball. Uh, yeah! Like, really. That was like that yes. was like breadbasket catch. Like <laughs> His hands were down as if he's like in middle school catching a ball. I, it's good you said middle school. I <laughs> I know small children that could have made that catch. <laughs> I got news you know, for you. It's funny because the last Birds game I actually attended, if I'm not mistaken, was Eagles Lions like three seasons ago. The Birds lost to the Lions at home oh, in like a heartbreaker. Yeah, it was like I 2019 that. season. And it was Arthago Whiteside's rookie year. And he had a chance at the end to catch the game winner. And the same thing happened. <laughs> it went right through his hands, hit him yeah. in the chest. The same thing happened. Unbelievable. He can't handle big moments. I mean, he went no, to he Stanford, can't. right? Yeah, he went to Stanford. Eh, it's a smart school. It's not yeah. a football school. He's a great blocker. We lost him for the year, by the way. So we lose that blocking. Uh, I think I think if they're going to no win impact. or lose, if they're going to win or lose, it isn't going to depend on if uh, number 19 is blocking or not. No, it doesn't. By, by the way, this Eagles team, just so, just so we're clear to all the people that listen to this show, this is an Eagles team that should have won six games and missed the playoffs, okay? They won nine, they're in the playoffs, yeah. and the highest paid player on the team is Carson Wentz. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. It's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, okay, we don't really have to get into the disgrace that occurred on Saturday night, but I just want to say this. Watching Dak and the boys celebrating midway through the third quarter after scoring on backups and practice squads. Yeah, it's goofy. It was absolutely pathetic. They're celebrating because they broke the record for most points ever scored in the Cowboys season. Uh, is that what they were trying to yeah, do? Is they, that why? They, they've never scored as many points as an offense as they did this season, apparently. But it took 51 <sighs> against us sitting everybody to do it. Yeah. So, you know, plus an extra game on top of that. What we saw... Game. At work, we're two different philosophies. One team decided to rest guys for the playoffs, yeah. and the other team decided to play their starters to not break the momentum for the playoffs. Right. So, right. I listen, I don't know which philosophy works best. I mean, look, in my opinion, 
you, you sit your starters when you clinch your spot. When you're either going to be the six or the seven, you know you're going to be on the road either way. Well, yeah. And why would you want Devontae Smith, who did play a little bit, or Jalen Hurts, or one of these legitimate players that we need, why would you want him to pull a hamstring in 10-degree weather? Right. And and it is like what Reuben Frank had said. Uh, he, he said that, you know, you, there's only one bye now. So teams are yeah. playing all season to make the playoffs and get the bye. Well, the Eagles kind of backed themselves into the playoffs. And got a bye. And got a bye. It's actually <laughs> remarkable when you look at it that way. It really is. Yes. It I, really when is. he said it, it, it was eye-opening. Like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And plus they had a late bye anyway. Right. So, you know, I would say that when you hear the phrase, every year you hear it, nobody wants to play that team right now. That team is hot right now. You don't. Yeah. Nobody wants to play them. Forget about the record. Well, in the playoffs, yeah, you're right. Forget about the record. Everybody's zero and zero. Yep. And for the Eagles, it's uh, four wins to hoist the trophy, just like it is for all the other teams not named uh, Tennessee or Green Bay. Yeah. So I get that phrase, and I like that phrase for the birds right now because it's true. When you run the ball well and you can still throw the ball when needed effectively, it really comes down to can your defense step up to the challenge. Well, the good news on offense is that Sunday, it looks like we'll have everyone we need ready to go. Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard both expected to play. I like it. Now, the the bad news on that front is that you're going now up against the third-ranked team against the run. Yeah, I mean, that's a Super Bowl champion defense. Yes, it is. It's a Super Bowl champion defense in their own building, and they know just like we know that the Eagles like to run the ball. Yeah. So they're going to crowd that box and try to force us to throw it, which is where you could see a uh, nice hit down a field to Devontae or Quez. I could see it early. I, mean, I can't wait. They're going to have to, the birds are going to have to call some early shots down the they're field. They're going to have to jump out early. You have to. Just like they did in the Super Bowl against yeah. Tom. They're going to have to do the yeah. same thing. Right. Now, Jalen Hurts... I can't say this enough. The guy, he's starting his own his his first playoff game ever, and he's going against the GOAT. It's he, really a cool story. It is. It's, it's a cool story. Because Jalen isn't phased by the moment. I think that's no. been pretty apparent. I he, love that he, about his, him. His blood pulse, his pulse rate rather, doesn't change. The stage is never too big. The lights are never too bright. No, and I like that it's a one o'clock game and, and warm, too. warm Florida weather. You know, I, I, I thought Sunday one when I looked at the schedule and I saw a Sunday one o'clock. I thought that's probably the best thing yeah. for us. Devontae Smith goes over a hundred yards with a touchdown this week, Tech. Really? Yeah, I think so because he's going to be singled up a lot. They're going to bring that safety into the box a lot to make sure that we can't do what we do. Because yeah. they know, Bruce Arians knows, that if we just stop the birds from running, we stop the Eagles from running, they're going to have these third and longs to get the ball right back to Tom. Yeah. That's what they're going for. If they can, on first and second down, we're running the ball, only getting maybe three yards combined, they like that third and seven well well more than they like a third and three. Yeah, you know. So that's why I think first down, first and ten, if I'm Nick, I'm showing run formation. And I'm going heavy play action and taking a shot on first down. Absolutely. My first time with the ball. I agree with that. My first time with the ball. I'm going right down the field with Devontae to show them we're going to throw deep. Then they might back those safeties off, and that's when you hit them with Jordan Howard up the middle. Yes. At that that point, point, I would really go heavy run. I think that's how they got to play this on offense. In Giants news, Dave Gettleman is reportedly stepping down as GM, finally. And big news yesterday, Joe Judge has been fired. 
train wreck continues. <laughs> they, they pulled the same routine as we did when we said, Dad, Doug's coming back, and then Doug yeah. was fired. Same thing. Joe Judge, oh, he's coming back, and then fired. The Joe Judge <laughs> will never get a head coaching job in the NFL again. Horrendous. He is officially a one-and-done yeah, coach. Well, two years, right? But yeah. But this guy is just He all thought talk. he was Belichick part two. He came yeah. in, he talked that big game. You're not Belichick. You know, bro. Lane Johnson has more receiving touchdowns this year than Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony combined. <laughs> well that that's silly. Did you know that? That's silly. I did not know that. <laughs> now you and know. that's a silly fact. It's it's a, a legit fact. Yeah. <laughs> in the NFL rankings, Lane ranks higher than both those guys. Wow. That's hilarious. Spe- speaking of facts, we'll talk more Eagles playoff preview with Brendan Deeg. On this week's edition of Wednesday Afternoon Quarterback. Yes, but sir. first, brought to you by ProLine Music, everything for the musician. It's time for a vet fact. This is a vet fact. Well, Tech, much like last week, it was hard to find a January 12th uh, specific vet day in yeah. history. However, January 11th, 1981. Probably the most impactful day of football at Veterans Stadium ever played. Wow. You know why? Because the birds knocked off the Dallas Cowboys to hoist the NFC Championship. Oh, tremendous. So you take a 20-7 to birds victory at the Vet, 1 o'clock kickoff. They were tied at the half, 7-7. Everyone was probably a bit nervous. Yeah. The Cowboys came in with five losses, four losses. We came in with four losses. Mm-hmm. So it was very evenly matched game. But the birds shut the boys out, 13-zip. In the second half, Wilbur Montgomery had a career <laughs> yes. day, tallying 194 yards in the ground with a touchdown, mm-hmm. including a 55-yard scamper. Plus, he added a grab for 14 yards, so over 200 yards from scrimmage. You know, helping out his quarterback, who had a terrible day. Jaws went 9 for 29. Too many Jaws terrible games on these vet facts. But they were still winning, though. Yeah. 9 for 29 <laughs> for 91 yards with two picks was Jaws' day. Yeah, he's... But but to counter, Dallas had Danny White, who oh. only went twelve of thirty-one for one hundred and twenty-seven yards with a pick. So it yeah. was a, it was a defensive game on both sides. But the Eagles' run game really was the difference. But the Eagles' defense also did hold the Cowboys under a hundred yards on the ground. Huh. So there's the difference in the game. January eleventh, nineteen eighty-one. Wow. The Birds. Going to their first Super Bowl to lose to the, the Los or the Los Angeles was it the Oakland Raiders or the Los Angeles Raiders back then? I'm not sure. I think, I think it was it Oakland. Have, it might have been Oakland. Then. It was Oakland, then L.A. and then, and then back, back to, to Oakland, Oakland and then Vegas. back to Vegas, L.A. <laughs> yeah. and then Vegas. What yeah. a disaster! Disaster. Anyway, that's your vet, vet fact for you, uh, Tech. January 11th, 1981, NFC Championship title, Birds 20 to seven over the Cowboys. Wow. Yeah, man. The Sixers, Prem, uh, they've now won seven straight, beating Houston on the road Monday night. Yeah. And Bede has scored 30-plus points in these last seven games. What more can we say about Joel Embiid? The man is playing out of his mind right now. He sure is. And, you know, they play tonight at the Wells Fargo Center against the Hornets, an average opponent, a team they definitely— Should be number eight. Should be number eight in a row, you know, and I know they're beating average teams on this run with the exception of Brooklyn. Gotta beat who's on the schedule. You beat you who's on the schedule. Beat. Tyrese Maxey. How about Tyrese Maxey against the Nets? Oh, yeah. How about that performance? It's tremendous. This is, by the way, this is one of the easiest stretches of any schedule I've ever seen for anyone. I will say this. <laughs> Last week I told you that the Magic didn't score that many less points than we do. Yeah. And it was tight. 
Well, everyone knew it was. I almost expected overtime. <laughs> oh, my God. So, with this game, I got to tell you, the Hornets, believe it or not, Tech, second scoring team in all of basketball. Yeah, I know. They're, they they're actually offensively really good this they year. They shoot better than us. They score more than us. They shoot better from downtown from us. Mm. They've made 150 more three-pointers than we have. Oh, man. They rebound better than us. They dish the ball better than us. We don't do much better than the Hornets. No. Statistically speaking. But we're hot and we're at home. You know, I definitely like the the Sixers to win. I don't know if they cover the six points. They could. Hmm. It could be tight, though. It could be it, tight. It could be a tighter game than I think the last fans minute. want it to be. I, I think we're going to see something to that effect. I mean, Charlotte is also winners of three straight. Yeah. Beating the Bucks two times in a row. We're coming off two wins against the defending NF, uh, NBA champions. Yeah. I almost said NFL champions. <laughs> well, Bucks. <laughs> right. How about that? The Bucks and the Bucks. I just thought about that. <laughs> that is pretty wild stuff, actually. Unbelievable. First time in sports history, probably. Yeah, probably. Unless, unless the baseball Cardinals and the football Cardinals won at any point. Oh. That would we'll be have the to only, look that or the one gi- up. Or the baseball Giants and the football, and the football Giants. Giants. That's when that would have maybe happened again. But that's, that's a pretty interesting thing. Yeah. Same name. Yeah, same name. Now, a new report has surfaced, okay, claiming that the— I think this was Mark Spears, by the way. Okay. Claiming that the Sixers are trying to shop both Ben and Tobias. That's what I was saying. Package them together. Yes. I'm ecstatic about this idea. <laughs> but, throw, throw Danny Green in there, too. But Yeah. Oh, please. But who in the <laughs> world is trading for two max contracts worth $56 million? Well, the only way to really know is to you know look at the list of NBA salaries presently, and you have to find a team in the bottom five that is a really lo- bad losing team right You're now. talking about Sacramento, Minnesota, uh, Oklahoma City. You're well, talking you about those teams. There you go. They're your partners, then, because you're basically offering them a rebuild in a box. Yeah. It's like a all-in-one, out-the-box rebuild package is how you'd have to, how Daryl Morey would have to pitch that. But this is, this is my issue, okay? But then who are you getting from those teams? That, exactly. And the way I see it, Tobias Harris is a good player. I like him on a team when my starting lineup is Embiid, Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. Because Tobias Harris at that point is the fourth or fifth yeah. option. Well, so what you're saying is you need like Back to the Future Part 2. You need Tobias Harris to be your fourth or fifth option to be a contender. But you see, the problem He's is... He's the second option on this Sixers well, right, team. Because, because of his salary. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they that's ha- a, that, that's he has a problem. to be because of his salary. Yeah, but he should not be a second scoring option. That's my problem is right now, yeah, the pecking right. order for the Sixers you're right. is MB, Tobias, Curry, Maxi, Maxi, yeah. Green. At all at that point. Yeah, I hear you. You're just <laughs> right. But I'm just saying that, okay, I don't love. Curry at the three spot. I prefer J.J. Redick at the three spot. I don't know why. J.J. is doing podcasts, bro. I know he is. I'm just saying before. <laughs> you got to move on from I know I'm just Redick. comparing what was okay, to what okay. is. That's fair. And, and J.J. Redick was good on, but he wasn't, listen, I like Seth Curry a lot. I don't want to make this appear Seth like I don't like Seth Curry. On his team. I like Seth Curry a lot. Yeah. And I'm okay with him being the third scoring option. I'd prefer it if he was the fourth, but I'm okay with him being the third. Well, so wait, so Curry is four A and Tobias is four B, and you're and you're no Tobias right now is two. He needs I mean, in, to be in, four. In what you want, though, you said what four. I want. I, you can leave Seth at three and beat as one. You need an all star to be two. Seth has to be your third option because he's the best sh- pure shooter on your yes. team. Yes, 
I'll, you know? I'll agree with that. Yeah. In, in a perfect world, I'd like Maxi to be my fourth and Tobias to be my fifth. Right, with, with a superstar plugged in between. I need an, between Embiid, Embiid and Curry. And, well, yeah, I mean, yes. ideally, that's what you should have with Ben. I, I need that. Ideally, yeah. that's what they expected to have yes. with Ben Simmons. Because with Ben Simmons, this team is way more of a contender than it is right now. And, for example, in your uh, schematic you just proposed... Jason Tatum would be like a perfect fit. Love Jason Tatum. Would be a perfect sure. fit for that role. Yes. Second scoring option, you go Embiid, Tatum, Curry. Or Beal or Lillard. Right. But you're not going to. I know. Are, these are pipe I'm dreams. just saying, hypothetically yeah. speaking, you get Bradley Beal. He's number two, and Bede's one, two. Then right. Curry is good at three, and then it's like, okay, to Maxi and Tobias. Yeah. Now we're talking in the contender realm. Right. But what we have presently with Embiid and Harris, uh, I, I don't see a contender in this team, even though seven straight wins, okay? I still hey, don't see a contender winning yet. Winning seven straight NBA games is not easy for now, any, any team. And Bede's a legit MVP contender. I don't know that the 76ers, as constructed presently, are a championship contender. To me, they're out in the second round. Probably. We said that last week. Yes. I mean, this is looking like another second round exit. But I will say this. If you look at the NBA standings in the East, so obviously the Bulls, 26-11, and 11, leading the way, which is impressive. Yeah. Um, but the Sixers are only four games off the top spot. However, they're only two and a half games from being out of the dance. So <laughs> you have literally six games separating one through eight in the East right now. Yeah. They could finish anywhere from two to seven. They really could. I, I would love in the in the perfect world the Sixers to be a one, two, or three seed. That's how I would want them to. They finish. could get to three. They're only like a game back of the three seed. I think they're fifth right now. They're fifth. Yeah, and it's tight. I mean, it there's is so tight. much basketball left. You know, they they haven't even played half a season yet. But I'll tell you what worries me. What worries me is they don't trade. Simmons before the deadline or by the deadline. And he's stuck. And you're talking about uh, trading him in the upcoming draft. What about like some old school intimidation? Like throw him in a room, get some big like Italian rough guys to come in and rough him up a little bit. Say, dude, you're gonna you're gonna play ball. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna peel off your fingernails. We're gonna fill. We're gonna put your head in a vice. Like we got to get mafia with this dude. I mean, it's it's. I think it's the only way he understands. <laughs> like, someone's got to rough this guy up a little bit. He just got engaged, by the way, Ben. He's going to get softer then. Uh, of course. He's already as soft he as just cotton wants, tissue. He just wants to be on the beach with his pretty girl and his it. big sports car. Yep. Play basketball when he has to. He wants that that's Kardashian wants. lifestyle. Yeah, that's he it. don't he don't care about winning championships. He cares about personal accolades, individual accolades. Like all star appearances, of course, MVP awards and Defensive Player of the Year awards. That's what he. But wants. if he really was a champion in his heart, or wanted to be a champion in his heart, he would look at the fact that this Sixers team, yeah, has ha, would have had a great chance this year to contend again with him. Absolutely. But he's he's too immature. Want to take a moment to shout out Charlie Brown? He is. From the peanuts? A local, right. He's a local kid who's now playing for the Sixers. He's been really good in these past few games. He comes in. He's the kid with the wild fro with, yeah, the, with the blonde yeah, spot in it. Yeah. He's been really good. <laughs> they just signed him to a two-way contract. I like it. And I like this kid, Charlie Brown. He's been filling in nicely for Maxie and Shake in the interim while they've been out. And 
I'm telling you, I like the kid. His very first points in the NBA as a sixer in the town he grew up in was an and one. He well, made the shot and went to the foul line, made that. It was it was a tremendous look. He's been really good. Yeah, a bit of a journeyman, too. You know, yeah. Atlanta, OKC, yes. Dallas, and now here he is. Yeah, I like a good story like that, and I do like the hair. And he's a local product. A dream of his would be suiting up for the Sixers. Yeah, 6'6", six, six, uh, 200 pounds, St. Joe's prep uh, graduate. Yep. Guy like that is good to have on a Philadelphia team. Yes, he's been filling in nicely, uh, like I said, for Maxie and Shea, because they're just out too much. Maxie's out too much for my taste right now. Yeah, Hopefully you get him yeah. back soon. Yeah, he's a he's an impact player. Tyrese Maxie has turned into a legitimate impact player. Absolutely. And I like this kid, Miles Powell, too, who they also uh, have one of those Don't hardship Don't know much deals. about Miles. Okay, yeah. okay. Don't know much about Miles Powell yet. I also want to say, Kate's, Kate Scott and Ala... Uh, were out last week, and Mark Jackson and and uh, what's it? Tom McGinnis filled in tremendously. Well, Mark Jackson, tremendously. Mark Jackson is he's done national playoff games. Yeah, Mark absolutely. Jackson. And Tom McGinnis is our radio voice. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. So that he's is awesome. yeah, he's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> with it. I love listening to him on a now, radio. I, I love Kate Scott, but but yeah, I'm Kate's just good. saying Kate's that, good. She um she her and Allah have a pretty good chemistry. They do, and she's, she's different. She's different. She's getting it. She's she getting it. She, she started is. out, you know, saying things like "Time out, Philadelphia," and now it's more like "Time out, Sixers." You know, right, right, right. So We're making it. It's more like a us. <laughs> it's a us, us thing. Now, right. she, I heard her on the radio recently, and she was talking about how she was paired with Mike Golick for a while doing games. Ah, and she was paired with him around when she decided to take the Sixers job. So she asked him for some advice on how to be. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, just just be yourself." You know, don't don't try to be anything that you're not because this fan base will will pick up on that real quick. Right. And I thought that was interesting that she got some advice from Mike Golick. Former who, uh, Philadelphia former player, yeah. Yeah, knows knows the city well and played yep. on the birds uh, during a very volatile Buddy Ryan era. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I so thought he knows. that was interesting for Kate Scott to drop that name. Absolutely. I like Kate Scott. She's getting better and better every broadcast. But uh, all right, coming up. We hit the vet line with Brendan Dean from the National music. Football Post on this week's Wednesday Located afternoon quarterback next. In Fairless Hills, PA. Everything for the musician, carrying all major brands. You find a better price, we'll beat it. Offering lessons in person or virtual. On-site repair service center, rentals, recording studio. Proline Music. Call 215-736-8055. One more time. 215-736-8055. Yes, sir. Proline Music. Proline Music. Everything for the musician. I, this this is a playoff game as we know, and but we're not we're not going into this game saying this is different than any other game that we play. Right, you're done if you lose, and so we understand that. But our process remains the same through it all, and I'm confident in our process. I'm confident in Jalen's process uh, that he's going to go out and be ready to play this game. Wednesday afternoon quarterback. Joined now on the vet line by Brendan Deeg, writer at Football Post, National Football Post, and the co-host of the Double Doink podcast. Brendan, thanks for joining us to talk birds playoffs. 
Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited. Absolutely. Last time we spoke with you was a whole different climate in Eagle Land, per se, in terms of a lot of change, a lot of unknowns. We know quite a bit more. Uh, going into this first round game at Tampa Bay, familiar opponent on multiple levels, Eagles playoff history and also Tom Brady. What do you expect our boys to go down there and do this Sunday? I'm a little bit on the edge right now. I do think the spread is a little high. Right now, the Eagles are eight and a half point underdogs. I, I predicted it would be about seven and a half, eight. I thought it would be the most. So I do think Vegas is kind of underrating the Eagles. But having said that, like the more I've kind of looked at the Bucks team, as much as people want to kind of say, well, it's, it's true. Like people, people are right saying that they lost their like Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. They lost some offensive weapons. Yeah, Just still a really good football team. Uh, like they're they finished uh, second. Or sorry, third in team DVOA according to Football Outsiders. So it's basically like an analytic stat metric about how good your team is doing throughout the year. And they were the first in eat paper play on offense. So they were the most efficient offense in football throughout the entire season. Now, I think it's going to be like key what happens on the defensive front for Tampa Bay. They've got some injuries that they still have to kind of work through. It looks like uh, Jason Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett are going to play. Yeah. I don't think Levante David is going to play. That's the big one I'm kind of keeping my eye on. Levante David and Jamal Dean are both questionable. They said right. that Bruce Arians said they're going to be basically a game time decision. So I think those are going to be key. It's hard to predict them to win. Like they're, again, they're right. not like dogs. But I think they're going to be competitive, and I do think they're going to give them a run. I, I totally agree with you. Um, I mentioned to Tech earlier that it was a nine-point spread, and he kind of raised his eyebrows. Like, <laughs> is it really a nine-point spread? But, you know, when you take the three points for the home field, six, I think that that really, realistically, it should be like six or seven. Um, and Levante David playing or not playing is huge because of our run game. Um, which running back would you like to see most featured against the Bucks this Sunday? I really Miles Sanders played really well before he got hurt. He was. Like he, he was kind of he was a motor to this offense for the two games before the Washington game. So if he's fully healthy, I, I think he's going to they're going he's going to try and play. I do think he's going to give it a run, but he's got a broken hand. Like if he can't go, they need to realize it early. In my opinion, like if he's just not himself, if that hit, if he's just not running the way he has, like I think they got to flip the switch quick. Like Jordan Howard and Bob Scott are both are, are both okay, I and mean, you watch them kind of carry the offense. For the, the three weeks, like it was the Lions, Chargers, Broncos games, like, they were awesome during that stretch. So they're they're more than capable. So I I, just, I hope if Miles Sanders can't go, they realize it pretty early. They don't kind of force feed him. But if he can play, like he's the guy in my opinion. Uh, I think you can kind of keep you can get them all at least five carries and kind of play it by year. I, they've done a really good job with the running back rotation. So in my opinion, this year, like they they have four guys, Jalen Hurts included who have averaged over four and a half yards, or averaged four, over four yards a carry. Yeah. That's pretty spectacular. Yeah, and Jalen specifically averaged more yards per carry than any quarterback, <laughs> I know that much, um, and was actually top 10, I believe, in the NFL. And Miles Sanders, too, 5.5 yards per carry, albeit on limited time. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think Miles is the guy. Would you sign him to an extension this offseason? Oh, tough question. I wouldn't give him, I, I'll be honest, Miles Sanders is a great player. He's got a ton of juice. You, can, you saw it. Again, like before they before he got injured. Yeah, I'm not a guy. That, I, I'm not a fan of signing running backs to long term deals. I, I think the one thing that you know, also kind of proved this year is they can win without him. As, much, as crazy as it sounds, True. like again, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott were awesome during that stretch without him. But he's a definitely a better player than them. I just, it's a really tough call. I, I like the I like the kid. He's fun to watch. I know we still got so much in the tank, but you see the way long term uh, contracts to running backs work out the NFL rarely does. 
Yeah, good point. Good point. On to the defense, Brendan. Uh, Jonathan Gannon's scheme, especially in the first half of these games, just horrendous. Uh, how does this defense stop Tom Brady? Question. I think a lot of defensive coordinators have been that for a while. Um, look, I put a tweet up today that emphasized kind of how how poorly the Eagles defense has been against good quarterbacks. They've been a deep kind of two different defenses this year, and you can kind of put it in the first half of the year and the second half of the year. They played Justin Herbert, I believe, week ten, so it was a little later. But Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert have had 19 touchdowns, three receptions, and an 82 percent completion percentage, and the rest of the team. The rest of the quarterbacks they played, uh, seven touchdowns, nine interceptions, and 62% completion percentage. So what that shows is they struggle against the quarterbacks. They and I, I think a lot of that has to do with the system that they run. Um, they're kind of, they, they play a lot of Tampa 2 and cover 2 shell defense. What that means is they're kind of keeping everything in front of you. Yeah. So they don't, they lose, those are 32nd in explosive plays allowed. So they keep everything in front of them. Uh, I, uh, I think the key is to get after him. I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. That's what teams have been trying to do forever. But if you can get after him with four, this is going to be a big Joshua game. Mike K of uh, NGN.com said on my podcast today, and, he, and I thought that was a great point. It, Joshua has the ball. He's got to be the best defensive player on the field. He's his fourth back for the last four weeks. So he's kind of coming on at the right time. If he can t- if he can kind of get pressure from the edge, it will, it will, it will make the world of difference. I agree. Yeah. Uh, looking ahead, because okay, let's just assume. Look, it's it's going to be a competitive game. Okay, yeah, I think it will. we all think it'll be competitive. They're in every game this year. Yeah, at least for three solid quarters, yes. it will be competitive in this game. Yeah, but let's look ahead to the draft. The birds are really set up future wise in a real nice way. They have three first round picks, all in the mid to late teens right now. How are you using these picks? In a perfect world, what I would do is I would take, I would use two first-round picks, um, probably sixteen, and the other one, that, the one that we get, we don't know what the uh, Eagles don't know right. what the draft is. That's what they finish the playoffs. But the sixteen pick in that one, I would take, I would use it and draft the defensive two defensive players. Yes. Who they are, I'm not 100 percent sure yet, but I would focus on the defense. And the fifteen pick is probably what it's going to be. I would look for a team to trade down with. If a team wants to get up to fifteen and maybe take someone, you trade down, you gather another first round pick for next year, and yeah. then you use the two first round picks for defense. And then look, Jalen Hurts has played awesome this year. Like he's, he's, we've seen him, we've seen him grow, and he's been like he basically won the Eagles that game against Washington with his arm. With not yeah. his leg, so everyone's kind of asking, waiting for that kind of game, and he delivered with it. But we still, it, you can't say he's the 2023 starting quarterback right now. Like there is a world where he regresses and he's not the same player and it does doesn't work out next year. And then you have a first, you have two first round picks for next year and a better quarterback draft class. Mm-hmm. And maybe there, right now, it just doesn't look like there's any quarterbacks out there that'd be even like worth trading, getting rid of for Jalen Hurts. Even if you, and I'm on board for a prediction 100. percent I'm just saying this year doesn't look like a good quarterback for agency or draft. So you can be more you can be more creative and flexible next year if you do want to go get a quarterback. You have two first round picks, and then let's say Jalen Hurts is even better. Great, then you have two first round picks to use and upgrade the team. So I, I, I think if they can in the perfect world they would like to do that. I think that's the right way to go. But if not, if you have to use all the first three round first round picks, great. I would use them on players now. Like you take two first round picks, um, two use two first round picks on defense, and then if you want to go offense or want to go for it, but. I, I, this team really lacks defensive talent and young defensive talent, so I yeah. think it's using the defense of the ball is the right way to go. Yeah, man. Totally I couldn't agree, agree with you more For on sure. that. Uh, Jason Huntley, he should be the kick returner. True or false? 
True. He's got some burst. Yes. You know, he reminds, yeah. he reminds me of, he wears his number. He reminds me of Ricky Woods. That one game, you could uh, see it. it was a lot better than Jim McGregor's done all year. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, this is what I've been saying, Brandon. Every week on this show, I've been lambasting this, that, that Jalen Rager is, quite frankly, a useless player. I mean, look, he's coming on. He's made some plays. At wide receiver in the he's last few flashed. weeks. And you know he's on the next gen stats list a bit. Of course he is. <laughs> but uh, look, uh, they got to realize at some point yeah. that they need a wide receiver, uh, that he's not yeah. WR2. No. They have no. to realize that at some point. He's WR3 on a bad team. That, right. They, they probably realize that already. My guess is they, this is what I would do. I do, again, I use a draft pick on defensive players, and I'd look to sign a top. A top tier free agent wide receiver. Exactly. Don't get a veteran. Like they use, I don't know the exact numbers. I was curious. I was going to look at some later this week. Like they use a ton of high end draft capital and just draft capital in general on wide receivers over the last few years. It changed everything a white side. Uh, Jalen Rager, uh, Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith is awesome, but still, he's first round pick. Um, John, John Hightower, like Quez Walker. Like they've invested a ton of capital in that position. I think it's time to just go sign one. Yeah, I said the same thing not long ago, actually. Now, Ortega Whiteside has been a tremendous blocker, and he's <laughs> gone for the year now. Oh, I, well, Does yeah. this have any impact <laughs> at all? Stop it, bro. <laughs> just, just say it. You don't have to answer that, bro. I don't think I- <laughs> All right, all right. Oh, man. For our listeners who've been on the line with Brendan Deeg, find him on Twitter, Brendan, B-R-E-N-D-E-N, Deeg, D-E-E-G, N-F-P for National Football Post. Brendan, before we let you go, playoff edition, rapid fire, picking winners. Are you ready? Let's do this. Raiders at Bengals. This is my this is my hot take. This is my crazy upset. <laughs> just just a pick. Just a pick. I think the I think the Raiders do it. They're the Raiders' weaknesses. Um, a Raiders' strengths match up well against the Bengals' weaknesses. Ah, yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders could get the upset. Tech likes that pick. He's yep. a Raiders guy. Besides the birds. Yep. yep. All right, Patriots at Bills. I think the Bills win. They roll. Yeah, I Ooh. think so too. Niners at Cowboys. <laughs> I think this game's going to be close. I think Dallas ends up taking it. Uh, but the spread's at three right now. I was hoping if I get 49ers plus three and a half, I might just push it to that. But I think this game's going to be really close. It's going to come down the wire, but I think Cowboys take it. Yeah, I agree with you, okay. unfortunately. Steelers at Chiefs. Ben's <laughs> last game, maybe? Yeah, that game spreads 12 and a half. So I like Chiefs. Likewise. Mm-hmm. Cardinals at Rams. Ooh. So I gotta give a pick here. I, I, this is the one game I have not decided on. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm for the Cardinals. If I had to pick right now, I'd probably pick the Rams. But if you ask me in a few days, I might be switching on the Cardinals. Yeah, that's the most <laughs> intriguing game to me, yeah. um, and the hardest to actually think about who might win that game. I mean, Niners Cowboys is tough too. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. You heard it here first from Brendan D. Brendan, we really appreciate your thoughts, your insight, and uh, hopefully in the off season, we're talking about an amazing Eagles draft that we can recap. With. Yes. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. It's time for Prem's Picks. These games are a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's unborn children on these games. Prem's Playoff Picks. We have transitioned to the playoff picks, my friend. We have. Yes. Now, last week, sealed the book, wrapped up the regular season uh, for my regular season pick segment. I finished the year NFL picks at 17 and 14. 
respectable. Hey, not my winning. best season, but still, that's four straight professional seasons since we started doing this show and doing this segment where I've finished my pick segment with a winning mark. There you go. Football, baseball, basketball, football. If you stuck with me all the way through, you have made some money, Tech. Money! So we're going to keep that going. Last week, though, to recap, I got the Saints beating the Falcons, covered the spread 30-20, yep. covered the five points. Easy. I thought that was an easy pick. Yep. The surprising one, which was the loss, was the Raiders in overtime beating the Chargers by three. <laughs> of course, yeah. I had the Chargers winning by three. Nevertheless, Justin Herbert out of the postseason. I expected fully to see him in the postseason. Yeah, well, maybe next year. And it would have been a good matchup at the Bengals. So that takes me to our transition here, Tech. Yeah, the wild card. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go through each game. Each here. game. Not, we're not picking two. We're going to do every game. Every here. game, head-to-head. And at the yep. end, after the Super Bowl, we'll recap who had the higher score. All right. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, let's do it. No spreads, just straight-up winners. Let's start off with my... Favorite game of the weekend. No, it's not the Birds. It's the very first playoff game of the weekend. It's the Raiders and the Bengals. Saturday, 4.30 in Cincinnati. Wow, when was the last time Cincinnati hosted a playoff game? I think it was Carson Palmer's year where he got the knee injury in the playoff game against the Steelers. Wow. Which would have been like 06 or so. Really? 506, yeah. Last time they had an actual playoff game. In Cincinnati. It felt like it was the ninth. Where they hosted. Well, no, because Andy Dalton took them to the playoffs. I don't think that most of those playoff games were in Cincy, though, because they were a wild card team with yes. those Dalton teams. They were on the road not winning anything. Oh, right. Yeah. They're so you're right, though. This. It was the 90s with Boomer Esiason and uh, Ken something. I forget his name. Yeah, I felt um, like Icky Woods got them a playoff yeah, win. Yeah, they, 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 were, they weren't bad. Um, they weren't a bad squad in the, in the 90s a little bit. But, all right, nevertheless, I'm going Bengals in Cincy. I know they're the favorite. I'm taking the Bengals to find a way to win. I'm going with the Raiders on this I one. I like how we're differing on the yeah, first Yeah, I'm going to go I like it. with the Vegas Raiders on this one. Okay. You got the Raiders. I got the Bengals. The following game that night, good, good intriguing AFC East matchup. Patriots at Bills. Yeah, I feel like I just see this game too much. So yeah. I don't know which direction to go in, but I lean towards Buffalo on this one. I'm taking Buffalo. I think Buffalo easily covers the five points. I mean, that five points is kind of like a Patriots line. It should be a little higher in my opinion. Right. But I'm taking the Bills too. Uh, next day, 1 o'clock, Eagles, Bucks. Mm, I hate that we have to pick this one. <laughs> Because I, like I said earlier, I think we'd have a chance to maybe pull it off. But the Bucks are the defending Super Bowl champions. They're clearly a superior football team in their own building. Yeah. I think we make it interesting and it's close. I think we probably even cover the plus nine and we, we lose by less than that. Could be, it could be a four or five point loss, but I think that the Bucks pull it out. I agree. Unfortunately. Me too. And I hate to say this, but I got to oh, be yeah. objective. I got to be objective. Of course. I mean, all it would do is postpone the inevitable if they did beat the Bucks. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts <laughs> would get his first playoff victory before Carson Wentz. That is important. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy, and it's important. And Nick Sirianni to get a playoff win. You'd like to see them be able to pull off a crazy upset, and I'll be rooting for it. We'll be rooting for it. Oh, yeah. We cheer our guys on, but in a pick segment where we're counting picks and wins. Got to be objective. Got to be objective. It's going to be the Bucks on that Yeah, one. you're probably right. Uh, and obviously the game everybody wants to see, but I got news for you. Because it comes on after the Eagles, Bucks, and I'll be dejected. I won't care about this game, but I will pick it. Uh, 49ers, Cowboys, 
I like the 49ers. I'm picking the Cowboys. I like that because I'm going to pick the Niners based on their defense and their uh, big play offense. Nice. That they said they tend to have. I think that right now they're playing better football overall than the Cowboys. When you look at the fact that the Cowboys did what they did against our second and third string guys. Oh, fourth string pathetic. guys. Practice squatters. Yeah. All right. So we're differing on two so far. Yeah. Next game, obviously, uh, night game. Easy pick for me, Sunday night. Uh, yep. Steelers at Chiefs. I like the Chiefs to win the game. I like the Chiefs as well. Hard to I, pick the Steelers in this one. I got the Chiefs really winning all the way to the Super Bowl. I said a few weeks ago I thought they would run the table and yeah. the Super Bowl. I, I, they didn't run the table. They lost to the Bengals. Yeah, I, But other than that, they have. I hate to agree with you on, on a Super Bowl pick, but I think it's going to be Kansas City here. Kind of do, too. We, we didn't get I like to, Tennessee, by the way, but I think it's going to be Kansas City. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, Tennessee one. does have the bye, uh, so everything goes through Tennessee. Yeah. Um, a rare Monday night playoff game. I here. like how they have an extra game this year in each conference, so we get a Monday nighter. I we like get that. a Monday nighter, and it is a game that is the most difficult for me to pick. It I is mean, a tough Brendan one. Brendan D uh, said he couldn't pick it, and I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to pick it just for the sake of picking it for this segment. Okay. But uh, Cardinals-Rams... I'm. I love that Zach Ertz is in Arizona, and yeah. it, and it makes me want to root for them. Plus, I just don't really like the Rams, but the Rams are loaded. I'm going to go with the Rams on this pick. And just to differ for the sake of the segment, even though I kind of agree, I'm going to say that Kyler Murray leads a, a late fourth quarter drive. Wow! And steals a game. I hope it's Zach from Ertz LA. catching the game winning touchdown. I'll go, I'll go Cardinals on this one. All right. I like that. So we differ on three games. There it is. So So, in recap, we got... I got the Raiders. I got the Bengals. Uh, We both have Buffalo. Both have Buffalo. We both have Tampa beating the Eagles. Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. Uh, I'm going boys. You're going Niners. Nine. This is a '90s playoff game. It man. is. I see. I see Niners Cowboys. I think Deion Sanders. That's what I think. <laughs> Jeff Garcia in the late '90s. Oh, there you go. And Steve Young yes. in the mid '90s. I think Steve Young. Yeah. You know, e- even uh, Dion. I can't help it. I see Cowboys Niners. I think about Dion. and T.O. catching the N-T-O. crazy touchdown over the middle, getting both, blasted. Both Dion and T.O. played for both franchises. Yeah, and you think Michael Irvin on the Cowboys side, guys like that that we hate yes. I love Niners-Cowboys playoff matchup. I'm glad that we're going to get that. And we both pick Kansas City. Both pick Kansas obvious City. Obvious reasons. Yeah. And then I go with Rams. The you Wild go with West. The Wild West. Yeah. This is a wild division. I mean, you had three teams yeah. from the West getting in. That's crazy. It is crazy. Three teams from one division getting in. That's the beauty of this expanded playoffs. Yeah, it makes it interesting. It sure does. Well, there it is. There it is. You have the playoff picks. See you next week. Vet alumni.